This is Ben Jacob from Concrete New York. This week, we're introducing a podcast called In a New York Minute, where we bring you quick takes on the pulse of fandom for our favorite teams. You'll hear what's on our minds and have the chance to submit your own thoughts about your squad. First up, Matt Batista on the Tanking Jets. Despite having the most franchises in one location, New York, over my lifetime, has enjoyed little success when it comes to championships. The New York Jets find themselves at the bottom of that totem pole as the franchise has not won the Lombardi Trophy since 1969, which to put into perspective is when the Beatles recorded their final album together and when Neil Armstrong completed the Apollo 10 mission, becoming the first man on the moon. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. One phrase Jet fans have continuously uttered over the years to cope with the sad state of the franchise is, there's always next year. I have said that phrase over 20 times in my life and continue to witness terrible football. Such moments include the Victor Cruz game, as he salsed his way to a 99-yard touchdown, to the butt-fumble game on Thanksgiving versus the New England Patriots, and now a new low that I will classify as the Adam Gase era. Fortunately for me, I did not bear witness to the infamous Rich Coat-type days, as my dad and most Jet fans old enough to remember consider it the worst season in franchise history. Unfortunately, history seems to be repeating itself, as the 2020 season for the New York Jets is the modern-day Coat-type era. Adam Googly-Eye Gase is without question the worst coach in the NFL, and has ruined a once-promising prospect in Sam Darnold, who was hailed the savior after he was selected with the third overall pick in the 2018 draft. Hearing from fans that lived through the Kotite era, there is growing sentiment that this Adam Gase era is somehow worse in what is a seemingly bottomless pit of misery for the fan base. Although the increasing frustration with the franchise is more than justifiable, there is a small glimmer of hope on the horizon, and his name is Trevor Lawrence. He is considered the greatest prospect since Andrew Luck and has looked pro-ready since his true freshman season when he defeated Alabama in the national championship. The 2020 season is unequivocally a disaster. However, a new goal and objective is within reach. And that is to secure the first overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. Although Trevor will not solve all of the Jets' problems, he is the first piece of the puzzle. There are rumblings that the Jets are not a good fit for him. However, I beg to differ. With young budding stars like Makai Becton, or as Brian Baldinger likes to say, Highway 77, Denzel Mims, and Quinnen Williams, there is a foundation in place. Additionally, Joe Douglas, the Jets' general manager, has positioned the team to have ample cap space and high draft picks that will surround Trevor. Lastly, one of the most important pieces of the puzzle is firing Adam Gase and hiring a bright, innovative coach to pair with the young QB to form a duo that will hopefully remain with the franchise for the next decade and beyond. With all these pieces in place, the Jets will be able to surround Trevor with the proper talent and allow him to flourish in the largest market in the world. Although fans are currently screaming, stop the count, the job is not done yet at 0-11. With Captain Gaze pioneering the tank, the Jets have a good shot at 0-16 and the number one pick. 
Hopefully soon, the Clemson Tiger QB will be nicknamed Broadway Trevor and finally, finally lead the Jets to the promised land. My thoughts on the Nets' future. Over the past couple of weeks, there have been rumblings about what the Brooklyn Nets roster will look like when the NBA season kicks off on December 22nd. Between the James Harden trade rumors and the potential signing of Serge Ibaka, there were hopes of reuniting the 2012 Thunder roster almost a decade later in Brooklyn. Since the start of free agency, though, Harden has yet to move from Houston, and Ibaka has signed with the Clippers. Fans clamoring for the latest news should find value in taking a step back and recognizing how special it is that the Nets are even in this conversation to begin with. It was only four years ago when the Nets were a 20-win team with Brooke Lopez as their star player. At that time, many New Yorkers didn't even view the Nets as a legitimate franchise to represent the city due to their Jersey roots and their irrelevancy around the league. Now, the Nets have two of the biggest superstars in the entire city. When healthy, Kevin Durant is the only player that's in the argument for best in the league alongside LeBron James. Players have been recently quoted as saying that he looks like the same KD everyone knows and loves. If that holds up to be true, then the Eastern Conference is in trouble. Kyrie Irving has proven that he can make the biggest plays on the biggest stage, especially when he isn't asked to be the first option. The two stars are surrounded by a blend of young, ascending players and savvy veterans, a typical recipe for most championship rosters. This isn't to say that the team shouldn't go after Harden or another superstar to create a quote-unquote big three, but Nets fans should appreciate what they already have and believe in the process that got them to this point. Even if fans aren't able to attend the first game at Barclays Center with this new era, New Yorkers will get to witness a level of basketball that the city hasn't seen in decades. Opportunities like these don't come around often. My advice is to stop worrying about what the hypothetical piece may be to bring the team over the top and to enjoy the journey of the franchise that's in the driver's seat to bring the first championship to our city in nearly a decade. Ben Diamond on the Yankees offseason. The holiday season is right around the corner, and with that, I wanted to provide my Yankees offseason wish list, just in case the front office isn't sure what the fans really want. Give DJ LeMahieu a blank check. Give that man an ownership stake in the franchise if that's what it takes to bring him back to the Bronx. The fan base will be outside the stadium with pitchforks if the machine ends up on the Blue Jays or the Red Sox or, and I'm even shuddering, thinking this thought the Mets. The star infielder has emerged as a perennial MVP candidate in his two seasons for the Yanks. He's solid on defense at both second and first base, and that versatility is clutch for lineup tinkering. He hardly ever strikes out, which is rare for anyone wearing pinstripes these days, and even with the occasional home run over the short porch in right field, he's truly an exceptional contact hitter. The thing is, the Yankees have to bring DJ back. Their championship window Our championship window is closing. Aaron Judge, face of the franchise, will be hitting free agency in just a couple years, despite it feeling like just yesterday he was a rookie, mashing 52 home runs. John Carlos Stanton isn't getting younger, and with all of his injuries, who knows how long he has left in his prime. Hard-throwing closer Aroldis Chapman may have already left his prime. The fan base needs the Yanks to be all in this offseason, to show us that they still care about winning rings. 
the window of opportunity opened in 2017, and yet we haven't even made a World Series appearance. Time is of the essence. Brian Cashman, the general manager, needs to bite the bullet and re-sign LeMahieu. Adding a veteran starting pitcher or two would be nice as well, but I don't want to come off as greedy here. Also, if the franchise is going to bring back outfielder Brett Gardner, the last member of that 2009 championship squad still on the team, can they please do so in a mentorship player coach role? Clint Frazier, also known as Red Thunder, proved in this past season that he can be an everyday outfielder with his explosive bat speed and steadily improving defense. The young man won a gold glove for crying out loud, as if 2020 needed to get any weirder. Lastly, this wish list only feels necessary because since the season ended, there's been a strange thing brewing in New York, and I can't be the only one feeling this sensation. It has to do with the Mets, the little sibling franchise taking up all the headlines because of their new owner, Steve Cohen. Sure, he's the richest owner in the sport, and their fan base is jazzed up because he's a diehard fan too. But for the first time in my lifetime, it has sort of felt like a one-team town. The Yanks are still the Yanks, though, and that championship window hasn't closed yet. The betting odds have them with the second-best odds to win the 2021 World Series. But we know the Yankees organization isn't one to shy away from competition. So I must admit that Steve Cohen being in the mix will be good for the Subway Series rivalry. Having both franchises potentially going after the same free agents will be good for the Yanks. It'll keep them on their toes. Who doesn't love a rejuvenated New York sports rivalry? Just as long as the Yanks keep their eyes on the prize and bring back the machine, it'll be a happy holiday season for all.